With festival and event season fast approaching, you and your product deserve to be the center of attention. With a unique mobile event trailer from Brant Mobile Rentals, you can leave your 10x10 pop-up tent packed out. The trailer features two serving windows, multiple size fridges, and four taps for kegs on board, just to name a few features. And a non-branded trailer allows you to add your own personal touch. Visit BrantMobileRentals.ca or reach out for more information via email to info at BrantMobileRentals.ca or on their Instagram at BrantMobileRentals. Welcome to Season 3 of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs Podcast. I'm Tyler. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well... You know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed, and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. And along with us today is producer Bo. Hi, Bo. Hey, Bo. Bonjour. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know Bo was French. All right. Uh, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Steel Wheel Brewery out of Brantford, Ontario. And as always, we're going to be having two beers in this episode. The first is Station, which is an American-style pale ale. And the second is Norwegian, which is an oat pale ale. And to finish off the episode, we're going to be discussing our hoppiest hops. All right, we are back. Yes, we are back. <laughs> Steel Wheel is located at 105 Power Line Road, just on the outskirts of Brantford, and officially opened their farm. Hmm. I didn't say brewery, I said farm. Their farm, eh? To the public with a soft opening in June of 2018, and then the full opening on August 2018. So they took, uh, you know, two months to make sure they are going to do everything right. And they came back uh, with the brewery that we now know. Steel Wheel is situated in an circa 1890s farmhouse, uh, providing an authentic farm-to-glass experience. We're talking like legit, legit farm-to-glass. Yeah. So we'll and into and that we would bit. know because we've been there. But we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, are you actually going to put a pin in something? <laughs> Maybe. Usually know. we put the pin in and you take the pin out. <laughs> nope, just going to leave the pin in right now. There you go. So they utilize their own hops and well water uh, when they're making the beers. Cool. Um, everything that is made to create their beer is done on site. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so Steel Wheel is founded and owned by Harold Curate and Cindy Blair. They've owned the property that Steel Wheel is on uh, back since 2005, so not since 1890, uh, uh, with hops that they started uh, being grown on the property in 2015. Uh, the name Steel Wheel comes from the couple's shared love of agriculture heritage, as they've been restoring and collecting antique steam engines and tractors for many years. Yes. So the farmhouse that has been renovated to give it more of a modern feel sits on a 5.6 hectare parcel of land that includes a tasting room along with a big summer patio. Their head brewer is Mitchell Tucky, a graduate of Niagara College's brewmaster program. Who could have thought? Niagara College, what? <laughs> yeah, never said that before. And he's a knack for making sure the brew system is exceptionally clean, along with, you know, you know making the beer, of course. Well, I think that kind of, you know, goes hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, clean system, that is a good thing. So both these beers are going to be clean, I think. <laughs> Guess I we'll would find hope out. so. Okay. I definitely hope so. Yes. So Steel Wheel, their, their focal point, what they kind of want to create um, is is providing you know a good community for friends to drink 
you know, just a little bit. Yeah. Or, or yeah. a lot. Yeah. Whatever. As as or or medium. As long as, <laughs> as long as you have a DD. Yeah. But also learn a little bit as, you know, you kind of go through the education of they've different workshops that they put on. Um, so That's cool. Uh, Chris, I'm sure that you see on their Instagram all the time. Oh, totally. Yes. Definitely. Through your wife's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, throughout winter, uh, it, it kind of keeps people coming back to the brewery as well as, as learning something new, right? So that's the art of tasting beer, uh, butchering, mm-hmm. oh, right? Okay. Um, tie-dye, they do some bot- botanicals, knife cutting, hops and beer, edible plants, uh, making hot sauces. So they kind of like take this whole kind of like perspective on things of just like there's more to do than just drink beer, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then so finally, you know, home brewing. Yes, You exactly. can do that as well. So I think I kind of mentioned this earlier, but uh, have we been there? Of course, uh, I've been there once, uh, which was in October of 2020. Uh, so some restrictions were still in place at the time, but uh, it, was a, it was a lovely trip. Now, Tyler, you have been there many times because yeah. I would think this is your, uh, when you go to Brantford, this is your local place that you try to stop into every now and then, right? Yeah, every now and then. It's, it's not too far from the in-laws, but uh, yeah, I, I don't even have a number. I've been in there many, many times. <laughs> uh, I, ex-coworker of mine also worked there too, so I, I'd pop in and see her too. So. But I think we do have a number for Chris and the producer, uh, Bo, in terms of how many times they've been there. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, it's a nice round number, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's a number or a lack of number, uh, but it's a zero. That, that, that yeah. is accurate, indeed. Yeah, neither of us have been there. So maybe me and Bo will go there together one time without you guys. I would bet a million dollars that you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I will double down on that bet. <laughs> well, I mean, we can just make that happen and get a million dollars. You could. <laughs> yeah, and then, Chris, I, I, and then Chris I, is going to post on his Instagram. To say <laughs> yeah. You could, but I still think the million dollars isn't an incentive for you to go with Bo. Oh, I think it is. Oh, wow. that's so Bo's cute. a nice guy. Okay, I never Bo. said Bo wasn't. I'm just saying. He never said Bo was either. Yeah. <laughs> Up for interpretation. But you know what? I have had some of their beers, even though I haven't been there. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the ambiance, if, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, we'll yeah. just kind of lay the land down. Right. I bit. wasn't thinking about that since I haven't been there. But, you know, you've been there. You can kind of explain yeah, it. So. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking maybe just kind of, let's paint a little picture. Uh, the floor <laughs> is yours. Thanks. You yeah. So uh, they have a, a nice parking lot. That's good. You need some adequate parking. Oh, we're starting right at the parking lot. Uh, um, yeah. You got to, I'm going to give you a, uh, a car. What's the laneway in a, like? It, it's a short laneway straight, okay. into, the, straight into the parking lot. I believe lot. gravel. No. No, it's paved? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They got the nice road there. They actually just finished construction. Uh, oh, yes. I do remember there was a bit of construction when there. I there. So you there. can get yes. there a lot easier now uh, instead of taking the detour oh, around by the, the Brantford Harlequins uh, rugby uh um, field. So, anyways, moral of the story is uh, Steel Wheel is that kind of like traditional farmhouse that you would see. Um, they have a beautiful property. There's a, a beautiful steel wheel in the front. Uh, so it's imagine it's, that it's it's hard to miss. And we're going to be posting uh, our pictures of, of the property and whatnot um, on our Instagram for you guys to see as, as well. Um, a nice outdoor patio onto kind of like the side yeah. uh, of the house, and then once you go inside. Um, a nice, it's, it's not large, like it's not, it's not mm-hmm. huge indoors. Um, they have a handful of tables, a fridge there, um, where they kind of keep some of their stock and then, yeah. and then the taps are, are there as well. If you go inside to the right, you can go over to the back and then you're basically on the, the property where they put out a bunch of picnic tables and, um, you can see where they grow all their hops. So it is a, a nice, lovely experience to be in the country air, having a pint, um, knowing that what you're looking at 
is part of the product in which you're drinking. Now, I presume that they have kept some of the you know features of the barn in in the building or no yeah like there, there's there's a lot of wood inside as well yeah. and so like it, it takes that outdoors to indoors kind of feel but it's 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 very traditional like the, the building itself is is nice so the tap room itself is exquisite yeah. i would say yeah yeah, yeah. it's oh, nice exquisite. very nice tap room huh? yeah that's a big word for me i get it <laughs> <laughs> it just has a good like it it stays true to its roots mm-hmm. right yep. and uh they, they don't pretend to be something that they're not. And I, th- I think that's what is really the appeal to the agricultural society kind of aspect of it is it's, yeah. it's through and through. So yeah. now you can go ahead and talk about some of the beers if you like. Yeah, sure. So on Untapped for Steel Wheel, they have 73 beers listed. Uh, the average rating for those 73 beers is 3.64 out of 5, with just over 6,000 check-ins in total. So pretty good amount, I'd say. Um now, in terms of what I've had, uh, it looks like I have had the least out of all of us. I've had two, um, and my highest check-in was the Lime Gosa, which was a 4.25 for me. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. And it seems like uh, you and the producer Bo are right on point because he's had one more check-in than you, but he also rated the Lime Gosa 4.25. Yeah. We didn't have that one together, actually. But. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and if I do remember correctly, I mean, we always make a point of saying that, you know, people don't bring us beers when they go to places, but I believe <laughs> I brought that one back for everybody. Did I not? I believe you did. Yeah. Probably. Wow. Uh, for myself. I break my arm. I, I, I mean, my bag. what I would say is if I've only had two, you're not bringing them any back every time you go. So. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you're not grateful for what you got. No, I didn't say that. Okay. Okay. I think what he's saying is next time you go to Steel Wheel, he would like you to get him some stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about getting some stuff uh, just yeah. a little bit later. Yes. Maybe uh, Instagram message him. That's probably the best way to connect <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm always available that way. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> so for myself, I've had nine check-ins with the highest being the Mango Sour. Out of 4.75. Now, Tyler was so ever gracious and kind to produce an, not just one can of it. He actually bought a whole growler of this beer for myself, himself, and producer Bo. Um, so that was very nice of him. Yeah. But not me. Yeah, I don't know where you were. I think it was through Instagram. No, that, that wasn't <laughs> it. was it. probably a baseball thing. I, no, it wasn't. I offered. You said no dice to that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, You're I lost. Don't recall. I, do, I do recall because I ended up taking um, my growler. Of that, and and drinking it by a pool, because I got another one. Mm-hmm. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Was it a pool? It's a beautiful picture. No, but it wasn't even Christmas. Was Could you imagine if I didn't give him any and I took the growler <laughs> to his pool and just slammed it back myself? Yeah, it I actually would not shock oh me. Oh my <laughs> goodness! There's a better chance of you doing that than Chris and Bo. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Thanks, guys. Uh, so for myself. Uh, you guys might not believe this, but I'm in the lead. Wow. I, I'm I, taking an episode. I mean, I would say I would hope so. Right? Yeah. I think, uh, again, those those playing at home, uh, they're keeping track of this for us. Um, I, I win the episode. That's how it works, right? Uh, There's no point sure. in the rest of the episode. You win, okay? <laughs> It'd be interesting if somebody kept an uh, Excel spreadsheet of who had the most for each one. We know well, we're it, definitely not. We know it wouldn't be you and I, Chris. But that's <laughs> no, right. that's true. Uh, probably me. So I, <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, so I had 10 check-ins on that one, and my highest was a 4.5, also the mango sour. So um, when you look at it, we really only had two kinds of beers, uh, mango sours <laughs> and lime gozas. There you go. But uh, I think that kind of speaks to it is uh, gozas and sours are fair, fairly similar, right? So yeah. it's a sour kind of aspect 
aspect of it. And they do their fruit well as well uh, with the limes and the mangoes. Like that, they, it, it comes out in their, in their beer. So. so we'll see how well they do pale ales. Indeed. We, I imagined well, uh, but <laughs> I'm just saying we, we will. we're having well, two Well, as we say, ales. you know, the breweries are always going to send us the, what they think is their best stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. if we've had the mango sour, or what they want, such, just be yeah, yeah, or that yeah. too, um, that are good, and they think that these pale ales are good, yeah. then uh, time one, will yeah. tell. One thing I, say, I want to note, though, too, is that these kinds of beers are more summer type of beers, and so we're, we're, getting, we're getting there. So We're almost there. Uh, once you get through some of the pale ales, maybe check out whatever they put out for sours or a goza. For sure. And Tyler will bring them back for us. Be great. But not not all the listeners. I can't commit to that. That's true. That's a, that's a lot. Well, speaking of bringing back beers for us, Steel Wheel unfortunately does not offer delivery at this time. So the only so way be grateful that I deliver. Voice. Wow. Yeah. So the only <laughs> way you are able to get your hands on their beers is by visiting them uh, and uh, you know trying their various styles. Uh, usually they have around eight to ten on tap, and again include sours, ales, stouts, lagers, and pale ales. Um, so. Yeah, Tyler, you were gracious enough to actually do the pickup of the beers that we're having on today's episode. Uh, You think I'd go ahead and drink a a growler by myself in front of you, but now I'm gracious. Wow. What a tangled web we weave. Times, they are a-changing. Yeah, I see how it is. This guy's doing a little uh, damage control for the next uh, pickup. Yes. So the hours at the time of this recording, um, because they will expand once their pizza menu hits in the summertime, uh, just Friday and Saturday from 1 to 9, and then Sunday from 1 to 5. There you go. All right. Well, as always, we're going to link to their information on Instagram. And we're going to roll on to beer number one. All right. I'm a bit dizzy after rolling for so long. Right. Thank goodness we stopped rolling. (laughs) Rolling down that hill, eh? Rolling, rolling, rolling down the river. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Gotta love that, don't you? Well, I think we need to give some thank yous out. Like traditionally, yes. we do. Yes. So, first, let's thank Cindy for putting the beers aside. Yes. Thank you, Cindy. Let's thank Harold for, you know, grabbing the beers when I got there and saying, these are the ones for you. Yep. And let's ultimately thank myself for bringing the beers over. Yep. Thank you. Uh- <laughs> Equal parts, thank you to all three of you. Yeah, we do appreciate Cindy and Harold for uh, hooking us up today with Absolutely, beers. we do. Um, all right, so the first beer is Station, which is their take on an American pale ale. The ABVs for this ABVs? are... ABVs? Are, yes. please, please, indulge me in this. <laughs> our 5.8% is what we have listed in our script notes. <laughs> which is on their tap list. The reason the for website. that was the tap list. Uh, on untapped, it is 5.9%. Yep. And then on the bottle, 6.2%. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy. So we'll take the average and maybe that's what we'll do is the 6.2, the 5.8. We'll end up, you know, uh, at a 6.0 even. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I, I'll probably lean towards the, the bottle. No, the bottle. Really? We, yeah. Have yeah. that in our hand. Right. And, so. uh, and maybe that's, maybe it's different serving styles. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Who knows? Different batches. Yeah. Um, but there are 29 IBUs that we'll say across the board and probably all of them. Yes. Okay. Uh, Brett, take it away. Yes. So Station is an easy drinking American style ale made from a blend of barley and corn. It is dry hopped with a mosaic that provides a great aroma. Yes. 
does. Well, that well, we, did, well, well, we will find out. We, we, how we do you assu- know? We how assume do you know? It, it will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, as you know by now, you can always follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons and on Untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. So, this the rating for this station is 3.63 out of 5 with 460 check ins and eight check ins were five out of fives. Perfect. All right. It's perfect. So, let's grab our glass and our bottles yes yes bottles today. it's been a, both while. Will be in bottles it's both been will be a, it's been a while since mm-hmm. we've had bottles yeah you don't like, see no. many bottles anymore i also do appreciate that tyler has hand delivered me a uh, bottle opener yes it, that will come in handy you yes yeah, you these can't. aren't twist offs yeah no. <laughs> you so, could try sometimes you can't find bottle openers like actually i'm pretty producers. sure it was producer bo that did it but anyway yeah. <laughs> besides the point i'll take credit yeah. all right let's open her up There you go. The pours. All right. Well, we are drinking this out of a pint glass today, so make sure to use your proper glassware. Very good. All right. Let's see what we got. What are we looking at here? Got a nice, um, almost like a ruby color, would you say? No, I would not. I would okay. say copper. Yeah, copper. I would ruby, go kind of maybe. I mean, kind of the same. I mean, ruby and copper. Yeah, this is definitely not ruby. No. It's mo- much more brown than any sort of tinge of red might yeah. just be the light that's oh, behind be, me that's kind of tinge you know what it is probably my I hand as well no no it's your sweater it's your sweater yeah oh yeah. you're probably getting some kind of light for those at home i'm wearing a red sweater <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> what you're looking at I, I it could be just you uh your image inside the glass that's uh giving it a bit more of a red yeah. hue but it is a uh I, I'd, I'd stick with copper yeah if yeah. i look at chris's definitely copper yeah and it's also very see-through like i can <laughs> see bow through mine <laughs> Do wow. you want to watch the glass on the mic there, fella? Yeah, yeah. First time doing that. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to bring it up just to look at her and, you know, yeah. just hit some things and boom. Yeah, things no spillage, though, so let me tell you. We're, we're saying go. that the beer looks clean then. Oh, totally. totally Must clean. be that well water. <laughs> well, you better believe it. Or the clean brewing system. There you go. Uh, I think it might be a mixture of the two. Probably. <laughs> the clean water going, or the well water going into the clean brewing system <laughs> makes this. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys smell? Science. You smell Science. science. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you were following up on the previous sentence yes. with a comedic timing. <laughs> a little that. late. Really worked out well. I had some, had some buffering issues there. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Low speed connection over here versus you guys in your fab. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys smell science. <laughs> so it does smell a, li- a little fruity, a little citrusy maybe. But um, a little earthy at the same time. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and kind of, you know, de- definitely hoppy. Like I'm getting that. You know that sense that it's going to be hoppy. I'm going to get like a little bit of earthy, a little bit of hoppy. Um, I feel like this is going to have like a nice smooth mouth feel on it when I do get to taste it. Whenever somebody tells me that I can do that, well, you can tell yourself. You can run it. No, you want to run gonna, it? You run it. Tell yourself. Give yourself permission. Treat yeah. yourself. Treat myself. Go ahead. Right? I don't get to do that every time. You want to sip it? Sip it. <laughs> sure. Can we all sip it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's get let's get to sipping. For- well, you guys sip. I will say that. Uh, you know, we mentioned that the the dry hopping in this beer, they said it would give it nice aromas, and I do think it does have a nice aroma. So, uh, they were right on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely earthy, but definitely almost tastes like there's a lot more bitterness to it than what uh, is listed at the 29 IBUs, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think that there's a there's a, a bitterness factor that kind of um, is there. It's almost more subtle at the beginning, but then. Um, becomes a little bit more predominant near the back end. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of kicks in and and almost like 
takes you through. revs up a little bit yeah. uh, as you as you're you know kind of exits your mouth right almost like a steam engine you know warms up a little bit yeah I see what you're going with there yeah yeah that's what you're going <laughs> yeah. with Chris <laughs> yeah I was definitely thinking steam engine now uh, you got it now one thing I, I I want your opinion on Chris okay uh, you drink water I do drink water yeah um, Brett and I both admitted. Um, that we were a little parched. Mine was on air. His was off air. Yeah. Uh, but you have stayed well hydrated. Always. So I'm just wondering, you might have a better sense right now on how the beer is finishing until I kind of get through this a little bit more. Is it? Does it finish quick? Is it? Is it? Is it clean? Because I was a little parched, so I, I feel like I'm a little sticky in the mouth right now. So I guess I don't think it is overly clean. And the reason I'm saying this is because the the flavor and mostly that bitterness kind of lingers on your palate. Like it doesn't, the flavor doesn't disappear that quickly. Now I will say it does kind of make you want to take another sip because of that. It's kind of leaving you wanting more. Do you find it a little bit dry? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, yes. not, it's, it's not necessarily bad, but I think, no, I, think but yes. I think that's where it's like saying, Hey, take another sip. Like mm-hmm. as soon as it finishes, you're like, Okay, I should probably have another like, now. Yeah. And go. Right? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like this would be, uh, we didn't talk about food pairings of this, but it feels like this and a nice bowl of popcorn would be oh, a great that, combination. Here. Maybe some caramel popcorn? Ooh, like yeah. a Chicago mix, like yes. the cheese and the car- yes, caramel popcorn? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my you God, guys yeah. become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, Brett, why don't you just do us a favor here, and I, I want to throw you uh, just a little fastball, you know, just right down the hump here. You want to describe the bottle in this <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do what you did yesterday uh, mm. when I threw you some fastballs down the middle and yeah. probably have a swing and miss here. Oh. Uh, but it does seem like a, uh, would you say a uh, steam engine perhaps? Okay, thank goodness. Uh, oh, is that where you steam. got the steam yeah. engine from? Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to make the connections. Yep. coming from the engine because yeah. it wouldn't come from anywhere else. Um, I'm going to say uh, circa like maybe 1930s, 1940s. You don't have to get into detail. This is where you start going off the tracks. Ah, see what you did there. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, pretty basic label, right? Which uh, is really good for me to describe it. Yeah, that's right. Because when you get true. complicated labels, things you know, go off the rails adds, real fast. Some, yeah, value. some things that you don't really know exactly what they are, like the ginger being a cactus. A <laughs> that got called ago. out actually too on our Instagram. We had somebody call that. Oh out yeah, I saw that. Yeah, crazy. Eh? When did you see it on our Instagram? Please <laughs> let me know. <laughs> <laughs> the day it happened. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to note is that the labels on here is you know what you're getting when you when you look at the label. Like it is very clear fine print. So from an accessibility standpoint, um, it is Correct. it is nice to see. So in terms of our top five flavor profiles, uh, I'll take this one since I started it. Number one is clean. Personally, like I kind of talked about, I would not put that as my number one okay. for sure. Yeah, from a flavor standpoint, I I think I think it's somewhat there. Um, but yeah, I mean, just it doesn't it doesn't finish itself quickly. And yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. A, it's I'm top, I'm okay with it. Top five for me, but not number one. Number two is uh, light. Uh, it, I, you know what I I think it's it's lighter than what it would appear. Whether it's five eight, five nine, or six two, mm. um, I still feel like it drinks lighter. Um, See, that's I, weird because I think feel it kind of drinks almost heavy. It's a little heavier. 
No, see, and when I look at something that's usually like a copper, I'm thinking I'm going to be getting this big multi kind of mm-hmm. like forward kind of beer, which might sit a little bit more heavier. But the multi, there, there isn't like this whole malt forward kind of aspect yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it. I feel like it's a little bit lighter than than beers of of similar. Yeah. Uh, number three is earthy. Well, 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 oh, 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 does Chris oh. have anything to add? Maybe no, no nothing. Yeah, no, okay. he doesn't. I, think we're good. I saw the head see, go left we're and the, right. We're the, I'm connected up to the five now, so we're on the same same wavelength here. Either that, or he dropped down to the two. who knows anyway number three is earthy Uh, this would be my number one personally Uh, I think it's okay in a three spot yeah I'm not getting as much earthiness on the taste as I was on the nose personally number four is fruity Uh, producer Bo does not agree with this do you guys agree or disagree no I I agree with Bo actually and what I was thinking is that based on again the nose I was expecting more fruity flavor to come through and honestly there's really not that much right and i was trying to figure out what kind of fruit it it would be that it was listed like i it's not like something i can kind of pinpoint so no. i was kind of going back and then speaking notes just to kind of see here like there, there's barley and corn but we ain't got a whole lot of fruit listed in that so i'm just curious no where, where no. that would where that would kind of come no, from corn right? is not a fruit here right. in their description of the beer they never provided any specific fruit yeah so i'm i'm very curious why that would. And this could hurt. just be again one of those things where, when people are checking in on tap, they just boom, 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 and it just has kind of carried on throughout, right? Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, you said it was mosaic hops, right? So yes, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. And number five, bright. Yeah. Well, I mean, you went from no G's to five G's, so it's got to be somewhat bright because you're starting sipping it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, now, producer Bo and I definitely agree on this one. Uh, he says that bitter should be in the top five. Yes, definitely. Sure. Uh, what about dry? I, w- I would add dry in there. I think yeah, there's a, a dryness to it. Okay. Um, kind of jumping back to, to what we said earlier yes. on. And in terms of other people's thoughts uh, on Untapped, uh, Tyler, you have the very first one. I do. I do indeed. Um, all right. So this is from Brad M. The handle's Brattles75. A little old school, there's an earthy thing going on with a slightly dry, moderately bitter finish. Uh, 3.75 out of 5. Nice. So the next com- next one comes from Jerry D. Uh, I don't believe it's the uh, the guy that hosts Family Feud Canada. But Mr. D. Like, have they ever seen the show? Yes. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, so Jerry D, this Jerry D's handle is Uncle Jer. Uh, he says, it's hard to describe this pale ale as it has a unique flavor to it. Earthy, but slightly fruity. Very enjoyable as it is as it is their flagship brew. And Jerry D gave it a four out of five. Nice. Yeah. So, again, there's a, a slight fruitiness mentioned there, but nothing mentioning what fruity flavor right. it is. And none of us are picking that up, so it's that's kind of strange. Yeah. I... Uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, I'm gonna get our rating started. <clears throat> so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Um, very middle of the road for me. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, I'm gonna be with three point five as well. And I was expecting less bitterness, and I'll, I'll say it's probably a little bit too bitter without the because. When you have something that's bitter, you kind of expect maybe that fruit flavor to kind of balance it out. Or and something fe- else. Or something. And yeah. I feel like there's not really anything to balance it. Uh, for myself, I'm going to go a little higher than you guys. I'm going to give it a 3.75. 
Producer Bo going a little bit lower than you guys at a 3.25. Mm, there you go. So that's going to give us an overall score. This one's fairly simple. Take from the top, take from the bottom, equal out in the middle, a 3.5. Awesome. No rounding needed. <laughs> I love when that happens. It's just easier, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what else I'd love? What's that? Another beer. All right, the second beer we're having today is Norwegian, which is listed as an oat pale ale. This one comes in at 5.4% ABV and 16 IBUs. Take a look at the bottle. So there's actually a bigger discrepancy here. (laughs) (laughs) The bottle has 6.3% as the ABV. (laughs) That's definitely a discrepancy for sure. Uh, so we shall see. Yeah, we will. Uh, for generations, Norwegian brewers have passed down the yeast used in their farmhouse ales. The uh, fast-fermenting yeast, kvik is used within the beer that brings notes of strawberry and raspberry along with moderate bitterness. Oh, you love a good kvik yeast, eh? Kvik, yes. Whatever. Not kvik, kvik. But do you, your research. But you love it, right? <laughs> okay, yes, I do. <laughs> Jeez, kvik, kvik, tomato, tomato. All right. Actually, no. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> On Untapped, uh, Norwegian has an average rating of 3.64 out of 5 with 244 check-ins. And there are two 5 out of 5s. Will there be three? We shall see. There could be three, four, five, and six. Could you mention if we all rated a beer five? We were close no. at one time. Yeah, we were, we were. close. We were, but, that producer but I haven't, made, haven't been close since. <laughs> That's true. All right, let's uh, grab our bottles again. As previously mentioned, we're having this in a bottle. <laughs> Just a little bit of a whoop and a bing and a bang. And uh, grab your glass and let's open her up. Okay, very nice. Sorry, pouring. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you we shall wait. That's a good excuse. So this one is also a pale ale, as we mentioned. So we are drinking it out of a pint glass. So make sure, again, to use your proper glassware. Yeah. I think everybody's going to like the picture of this one. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> what, will I like what, it? what do we have do, for them? I do, well, I don't want to spoil it. Oh, If okay. they haven't seen it, I mean, get off the podcast after you're done listening to the episode, obviously, and get onto the Instagram. Well, I think you can Actually, do you could do that both, both at, at the same one, time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what do you guys see? Uh, honestly, this looks very similar to the first beer uh, station. If I just hold it away from the mic and my sweater. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Fairly <laughs> so similar. So it feels like uh, Mitchell has a style that he likes to go to. Yeah. At least in color, right? Yes. It's true. Uh, on this one here, that the head looks a little, a little frothy, not not too much on it, which is kind of no, nice. not a whole lot. No, I feel like this is going to lace fairly well. Yeah, and this has a definitely a different uh, smell to it than the than the first one. Would you say station. some sort of berries, perhaps? Are you getting berry? Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of berry. Well, what I was gonna say is the the vibe it's kind of giving off is like um, like an amber ale almost. That's okay. what it smells like. Okay. Kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah a little bit malt forward as well. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if I'm getting like, like the, maybe it's that, that oat piece of it. You know what I mean? Like right. a, if I'm getting like a, a little bit of an oatmeal, uh, like a raspberry oatmeal, uh, which might fall into it. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't think we'll I've ever combined the... raspberry and oatmeal. But What's that? I don't think I've ever combined raspberry and oatmeal. No. I think that'd be a very common thing to combine. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, peaches, sure. I'm not a huge fan of oatmeal to begin with. No, me neither. There we go. 
All right. Let's... A, a big head shake from Paul. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no. Like, no. Let's uh, let's try it out. Let's, let's do, do it. Let's do that. All right. You guys, you guys get into cheers, it. Cheers, everyone. Oh. Oh, cheers. That's yes. so nice. Let's see what you guys think. I do think this is going to lace really well on this. Definitely fruit on the back end. Fruity on the back end, I would say. With some sort of graininess involved as well. Yeah, this is a lot... So if I tasted this without knowing that it was a pale ale, I it would probably take a long time for me to guess that it was listed as a pale ale. So like, thank goodness it's listed for you. Right, exactly. So again, even on the taste, it's kind of tricking me, I guess, to be almost similar to an amber. And maybe that's just because I smelt that and, you know, that's kind of stuck in my head. But it, on the on the taste, it really does kind of come off that way as well. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, I feel that. Um, I'm getting more as it just sits, more of like that strawberry, raspberry-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like it is kind of like, again, grainier, oat-heavy in the, the beginning, um, and then gets more flavorful as it sits through. See, I so what I've kind of found, you know, with all the, the different beers that I've drank is that I'm not a huge fan of berry flavor in beers unless it's a sour and so it just kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just doesn't taste great to me. So I'm not getting a lot of the berries, to be honest with you, coming through. Okay. Um, Interesting, because I'm getting a bit more. I'm, I'm, so is that I'm strawberry, tired. raspberries, blueberries, doesn't matter? Like, you could have a blueberry lager and not like it as much unless it was like a blueberry sour, is what you're saying. Yeah, like, for whatever reason, the berries just taste better in sours versus other styles. Because the actual fruits are mostly has acidity right so then when you have it yeah. sour with the acidity mixed in it has more of that authentic feel for you versus a hop flavor of a berry yeah i think so we're just I learning so much about you yeah i'm really opening up today yes about time <laughs> <laughs> i've only been doing this for how long like almost three years almost three years yeah yeah all right and i there know more about chris today than i've known ever no that's <laughs> usually how that goes the longer you get to know somebody <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, maybe go to the five uh, flavor profiles. Chris, do you want to do the honors on this one? Because I'm going to enjoy some of the berries. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the first one is listed as malty. Uh, personally, I, I would probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'd have it in the top five, but not number one for me. Okay. Uh, up there. Number two is smooth. I think it goes down very, very smooth, actually. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it is nice. Yep. Number three is grainy. That would be number two for me. Yeah. Like... So I'm kind of struggling with that. Like, how would you, what part of it would you kind of describe as grainy? More so on the front end, and then it's kind of overtaken by the fruit on the back end, in my opinion. But like, is that kind of a mouthfeel thing? Like the graininess? Yeah. Yeah. And that might be the oats. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it is, yes. Uh, Number four is bread, which I'm not getting a lot of, to be honest. Yeah, I I would agree. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting like a a breadiness feel to it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number five is rich. It does have some richness to it, I would think. I shouldn't say I, I think. I know it yeah, does have some richness in my opinion. Yeah, I I don't see that. And maybe that's the bread and the richness kind of, I'm not a huge, like I'm not on that. I'm not on those ones. No, I, I, I don't really agree with bread or rich either. Um, now, Bo is saying maybe caramel. I'm not getting as much caramel, okay. um, but a little bit. And then, I don't know, not to speak for you guys, but would you add berries in there? I would personally. Yeah. Yeah. And th- and that's that's where I'm kind of coming from, like the ridge aspect or the the bread. Like I'm not getting that, and I would change those out um, for that berry piece. 
There you go. Well, what about thoughts from untapped users? Well, I was going to say, do we want to mention anything from the producer there? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Well, we did mention that he might add caramel. Yeah. Yeah. He has has no more thoughts. Good good with the five, though, but might add the six. Right. Right. And that's the thing is we usually say the five, but we we do say that you could go less or you could go more. You can go unlimited. You can do whatever you want on untapped. And when it comes to beers and chickens. And that is a good transition. We're going to change lines here. <laughs> Get it? Because it's a train. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to go to untapped users. Yes. So the first one comes from Sean Yu and his... Uh, Sean handle- me? No. The Sean Yu. Oh, okay. last, last name starts with you. Uh, his handle is Supson. Not sure if I've had a Norwegian pale ale. Uh, but this is a beautiful copper color and wonderful caramel taste. 4.5 out of 5. Yeah. Nice. And producer Bo is just jumping in here. He wants me to talk about the bottle. It's the exact same um, kind of label as the last bottle, just with Norwegian oat pale ale versus station on it. Makes sense. Yep. There you go. That was easy for you. Yeah. God, I like it when it's easy. <laughs> so the second uh, on top review comes from Dean F. Uh, Buxfa1. Uh Okay. I Tampa think we, Bay Buccaneers. I think we had a Bucks fan another two. time. No, just yeah, yeah, two. <laughs> we have the two Bucks fans that both yeah. enjoy craft beer. There you go. There you go. So uh, Dean says, nice deep gold pour, sweet raisin note. That's interesting. Uh, something savory heading for Worc- Worcestershire up front. I, oh, War, Worcester sauce, I guess. I don't know. Yes. Uh, maybe celery. Not sure what's unique about Norwegian oats, but I'd be up for another one of these. Uh, and Dean gave it a 4.25 out of 5. Bit of a confusing review there, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, hey, everybody's entitled to whatever they want. The deep gold uh, port would probably be the most accurate thing that I could pull out of that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever combined like a beer with a Worcestershire sauce, but uh sounds disgusting. Does, doesn't it? I, you know, every time I hear Worcestershire, uh, I, I feel like it's like Mr. Deeds. Whoever came you know, up Worcestershire with that name Shire of a sauce? Called... Why? Yeah. Why did you do and that? And the way that's made is disgusting. Yes. Yeah, I don't even like, I don't really even like know HP what sauce. it's it's not good. It's not good, mm. mate. It's not good. Anyways, uh, we digress. So uh, in terms of our ratings, uh, I'm going to start us off. So out of five, I'm going to be lower than the first one on this one. I'm going to go with a 3.0. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit higher than you. Uh, I'm going to go with a 3.75 on my end. All right. Got I'm going to be with Brett on this one at a 3.75. And producer Bo is going to give it a 3.5. So, you round all those numbers. What do we got, Chris? Guess what? No rounding required again. This is a 3.5 overall. What an easy episode math-wise. For for Bo, there's less work. Yeah, Bo's getting off easy. After, wow. Okay. After after producer Logan took one hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last two, Bo comes in. It's like I don't even know what everybody's complaining about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that concludes the review of Steel Wheel and the beers provided. Up next, we discuss our favorite hops. All right. Being that this is the last main episode before Easter. It only seems fitting that we discuss our favorite bunnies, eggs, <laughs> hops. We're going to discuss our favorite 
hops. <laughs> Maybe they put more hops in it. <laughs> so let's hop to it and there do a go. standard round table. You guys okay with that? Yes. You yes. guys have your information all prepared? I do, yes. Excellent, excellent. Um, do you want me to go first? Or do you want the producer to go? What, what do you well, feel? Well, it's, it's your topic, so you get to choose. You know what? I will go first because one of you... This is where I thought you were going to say, I'm going to go third. What? what? <laughs> yeah, could you imagine just ripping out yeah. like a two or three? I'll, I'll go first because if I don't, then I feel like one of you guys might take my hop. See, I want to secure my hop. No. There you go. I got my hop secured. Now, I, I will say just because someone says it doesn't mean another person can't say it. But No, I know, but it's just less fun that way. And then you look like a copycat. And we're out here talking about hops. All right. Um, So for myself, I'm going to say my number one hop uh, go-to is Galaxy, and a close second is Medusa. So we'll just kind of go through it. Yeah, so Galaxy and and Medusa. We'll get to a little bit later on, but let's just high-level Galaxy, second place Medusa. It's there. Do you want to do bow? Um, I can say bows, yeah. I can say bows right now. Um, Producer bow... his hops are Citra, and this <laughs> this is like okay uh, with Simcoe, Cascade and Mosaic is other enjoyable varieties. Like okay, we can't pick the whole field. Okay, Bo, <laughs> Citra, maybe Simcoe. I might. I mean, my list is at five. So. Yeah, we're not doing five. We're doing. <laughs> I got what's two. what's really our favorite hop? Coming maybe with a second. Okay. We Okay. I like the following hops. And you can't list off a whole field. Okay? All the hops. Come on. Like what do you what about you, Brett? Uh so my number one would be El Dorado. Oh, okay. Yes. And number two, uh Idaho Seven. Yeah, okay. Both out of random places in the US of A. Uh, El Dorado's good. I like El Dorado. There you go. Uh all right, so I'll just uh Okay, I'll pick my number one, I guess. Um, wow, gonna... what a struggle. What an absolute struggle. <laughs> so I went. I put some, you know, um, science maybe into this. Uh, I looked at my my beers that I rated a 5 and a 4.75 and saw what hops they had and then kind of pulled from that. You're not the only one to do that. But I'm explaining my thought process. So Nobody cares. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your damn number one. So number one then will be Azaka. Um, okay. Yeah, with some honorable mention to Citra and, of course, Victoria's Secret. Oh, yes. Or Vic's Secret. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. No, no. You went full Victoria. <laughs> yes. That's so cute. All right. Let's go why we enjoy them. All right. So, uh, Galaxy Hops. So, if you look at the spice to resin and floral to fruit, I don't know if you guys have seen, like, traditionally, uh, when you look up a hop, there's a spice to resin left to right and a floral to fruit. Uh, south to north, kind of scale, and it kind of plots where your your hop locate uh, on there. Yeah, um, Galaxy itself is kind of in the middle of the road with respect to spice t- to the resin aspect, and high in the fruit profile. So this is probably not a surprise that I enjoy more of a high fruit profile. Um, and you'll see some of these galaxies mixed in with uh, some of the sours, and um, this is kind of like flavors of punchy passion fruit, juicy peach, and like tangy citrus. So that's something that I, I really kind of enjoy is like those high or sorry, high like um, fruit flavors that kind yeah. of come from from Galaxy. And Medusa is somewhat similar to that as well. Like again, it's it's more of a, a fruitier kind of hop. Uh, producer Bo, uh, really see this is this is why we narrow it down. We don't 
have all the time for everybody's. Yeah, no, so for sure. The Citra hop is a high alpha <laughs> acid hop with a strong yet smooth floral and citrus aroma and flavor. Um, as specific aroma descriptions that you know include grapefruit, citrus, peach, melon, lime, gooseberry, passion fruit, and then the lychee. Um, these tropical fruit flavors have made Citra the most popular hop to craft brews in the world, which might have been used a little bit later on when we talk about facts better hops. But producer Bo has come with a whole handful of them. Just, he's spitting some hot fire. He's just and, and so, right in here. So that's why Citra was part of my honorable mentions because I, I also enjoy that. So El Dorado, uh, for example, is kind of like a balanced bitterness hop. You're not going to see it too high or too low. Uh, is that I'll, the balance part? Yes, that would be correct. <laughs> Uh, but also it kind of brings the flavor and aromas of like that pineapple, pear, watermelon, stone fruit, etc. When it comes to Idaho 7, it's more so that zesty tangerine flavor. Right? Hold on, hold on. What? We're only supposed to be talking about one. Well, I did both. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, so the Azaka uh, has mostly... I like that you, you've got Azaka in here. Yeah. I like this, I like this mix. This it's is a nice. little underrated, I think. It is, I think. yeah. Uh, so... Pineapple and mango are the two main flavors that are coming from the Azaka, um, and a little bit of pine as well, and then with some kind of hint of spiciness, right? So it's used a lot in the West Coast IPAs, and uh, pineapple and mango are my two favorite fruits that I like to to get out of a IPA, so that's really why I like this hop. That's beautiful. Yeah. This is actually I'm I'm glad we're doing this because if we ever look at doing a, a collab again, then we can maybe you know incorporate some of these. For sure. I don't know if all four would go together. Right, because they might not mix well. <laughs> right, yeah, but accurate. Yes. <laughs> but uh, again, there's different ways that you can kind of add into the stages, right? So, all right, facts about our hops. We'll do this and we'll round it uh, round it out. Uh, Galaxy hops are Australia's greatest success. Did you guys know that? In terms of hops or in general? I'd say in general, uh, but definitely in terms of hops. Uh, but I'm only talking about that, right? Uh, Brett, something that might interest you is uh, the breeding. So uh, for what would become Galaxy started in actually 1994. So uh, it took some time to uh, perfect the Galaxy hops. It remains one of the most sought-after varieties uh, even today. Um, so if you're you're looking for it, it's going to be difficult to find. Now, the farmland dedicated to producing Galaxy was actually increased by 48% between 2015 and 2016 seasons. So if that doesn't speak to being sought after, I don't know what does. So they're making it more available a little well, bit. They're trying to. I think that's yeah. the demand portion, right? Sure. It's like they're really trying to keep up to that demand, but um, it, it's, it's hard to get. Yeah, totally. Okay. Producer Bo. Citra is a dual-purpose hop that can be used in all hop additions throughout the brewing process. So it's kind of like the, you know, if you need it, you got it. Yeah. Works for everyone. Citra overtook Cascade as the most grown hop variety in 2018 and is yet to relinquish that title. Citra has redefined what could be expected out of a hop. It helped push IPAs to the forefront of crop brewing popularity and its extreme citrus flavors. So Citra is really to blame for that, you know, that uh, IPA craze. His days, etc. To blame or to credit? Depends who you ask. Yeah. There you go. What okay. about you, Brett? What's so, spit some facts? Yeah, this is, uh, Brett, uh, what'd you just quickly Google? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we ain't wrong. <laughs> we ain't wrong. But I, I found out that a little bit unique that uh, the Eldorado hop is uh, grown in five states. And I bet you the state that you think Eldorado is based out of is not one of those states. It's definitely not going to be in, in 
Texas, Texas or New Mexico. This is correct. I probably not even. Yeah, I was gonna say it's uh, probably gonna be very West Coast based. Uh, yeah, not really actually. Oh no, Midwest? Washington obviously, which oh. is West Coast. Yeah, Idaho. Yeah, yeah, Oregon also. Yes, makes yeah, sense. West okay. Coast, Montana. Yeah. Okay, will be number five. That's not West. Ooh, Vermont. Nope. Uh, Florida. Nope. <laughs> What is it? Fisherboat? <laughs> Not Pennsylvania, no. Uh, Michigan. Oh, oh, close to home. There you go. Cool. <laughs> Chris? Uh, Chris, what do you got? <laughs> All right, so mine's pretty quick. So the Azaka hop is named after the Haitian god of agriculture. Oh. So nice little naming convention there. So maybe Steel Wheel should be using some more Azaka. I think so. Okay. Yeah, relates to the agriculture. That's it. That's all. In Haiti. all right we'll be back with our farewell (laughs) oh my goodness that's all for today's episode thank you again for listening keep on listening every other thursday as the craft beer connoisseurs release a new episode and on our off thursdays for a producer special Make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite antique steam engine collector. So from all of us at Producer Bo, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the craft beer connoisseurs. <laughs>